everybody, and welcome to the weekly Nintendo News Roundup Live for each and every Friday night at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. The All-In Crew breaks down the week in Nintendo News right here, youtube.com slash All-In Podcast. Good to be here with you. It's Friday the 13th, I guess. Happy it's- Friday the 13th. I should have worn my Jason Voorhees mask or something. Do you have one? The closest I have is like the death mask from the yeah the Dark Siders <laughs> the Dark special edition <laughs> that I that I always bring out for uh, our Halloween trivia party, which you know, which means I'll probably be busting that mask out very soon anyway. But no, I need to get like a proper Jason Voorhees mask just for occasions such as this Friday the Thirteenth in Spooky Season. Welcome, one. Welcome all. Thank you for spending your Friday nights with the all-in crew. Good to see all of you. Good to see you, Seth. Good to see you. Good to see you. It, it's it's. I was thinking to myself as you were saying that, I was like, for occasions such as this, like, when is the next Friday the, thir- the 13th and spooky season going to... It won't be for another, like, seven years. Probably. Right? Something Probably. like that, right? Isn't that yeah. how it works? I don't know. I just I work here. Um, <laughs> well, Eric, we are gathered here to talk about some news, but you know what we need to talk about first? As always, we need to talk about the Jason Voorhees to our camp counselors, our patrons. They, they, they kill us or something. They don't kill us quite the opposite, but, uh, but yes, we do need to thank the Jason Voorhees to our camp counselors, (laughs) um, over on patreon.com slash all in podcast. We've got a bunch of friends and supporters over there, uh, toss a couple bones our way for our hard work. And we appreciate them very, very much. Uh, so let's thank them. Shall we? Let's thank our golden banana tier supporters like Rob Yapel, third strongest mole, Sean, Sean O'Baggins, Ashton, Tim A, aka Neo Prime 33, aka Nintendo Dad number four, Matt, Shy Guy City Murray, Phelan Ward, Bill Tucker, Marcus O'Neill, Liam D, Bowza, Gamer Jason, Andrew Wilkins, Foolish Fuji, and Alan. Hashtag look to the cookie. Big thanks to our golden banana bunch. You can get a seven day free trial to the golden banana tier and join their ranks. See what all the fuss is about. Entirely for free for seven days but moving into our triforce tier we need to thank josh vaughn the godfather of tingle love tuesday john dat fast cummins of the retro logic podcast as well as the on topic retro podcast the globe trotten jet set nintendo hub and sparky of the nintendo hub right here on youtube adam caparello uh of the Retro Groove Podcast, as well as Octorock1982 on Twitch. He just started streaming on Twitch again. So twitch.tv slash Octorock. I believe it's underscore 1982. I think I'm right about that. He was streaming some Baten Kaidos last yeah, night. I was hanging I saw out that. on the stream a little bit. Uh, we also need to thank Shy Guy, the other half of our Shy Guy mod squad. Thank you, Shy Guy. Danielina Hosa, Dan and Luma, Solo Something, and the legend himself. The legendary... Uncle Randy. Nice. I like that. Uh, Big thanks to all of you for your wonderful support. We very much appreciate it. Uh, You know, again, seven day free trial to the Golden Banana tier. If you want to see what all the fuss is about over there, we do exclusive content for Patreon. Uh, We also have merch like this mug that I've got here tonight that has our faces on it. It's a good mug. Uh, bit.ly slash all in merch. Uh, you can grab that mug for yourself. You can get, uh, you can also get shirts. We have shirts on there. We got stickers on there, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, if you want to support the show entirely for free, uh, that's appreciated too. You can, if you're listening to this on your podcast feed, drop some words, watching the VOD on YouTube, like subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, very, very easy way to support the show and very, very free too. Uh, but we do have news to get to my friend. 
We do, and I feel I feel really good tonight, man. I really do. I good. was in the shower earlier, and I took a shower too. Oh, well, very nice. I'm we, glad we that got we're to both sh- we hygienic. both showered this month. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but specifically, like as I was washing my head, my neck popped, and like my neck feels more loose now than it has genuinely in like like years. Okay, it was it was a very good neck pop, and now I'm just here like oh. I have movement again. Hopefully not a dangerous neck pop. Like, where it's like, I should be seen about this. <laughs> I feel like fall off. I feel like if it were dangerous, I would have found out by now. Fair. But no, it, it felt like I've, I've badly needed to go to a chiropractor for, for quite some time. And I've, I've tried to get it to pop myself, honestly, for so long. But that's just how it kind of always happens. You're just, you're doing a random thing and then, ka Oh. And you're like, oh, that's right. <laughs> I, have a, I have a body under there. Oh, yeah. So I feel really good, good, man. We got some fun news to get to. So what do you say we get to it? Let's do it, man. Let's talk we, uh, about it. Let's talk about it. We got plenty of stuff to talk about. I think, you know, it's funny. I thought the biggest story of this week was going to be uh, was going to be the Splatoween. We'll get to that in a second. As it turns out, the biggest story of this week is actually the fact that uh, we have news. Let me see how big I can make this. Now that's the biggest I can make it. That's fine. Um, <laughs> we have news that the uh, the new voice of Mario and Luigi has been revealed. Uh, yes, Kevin Afghani is your new voice of Mario and Luigi, kind of unceremoniously. Uh, here on Twitter. See, that's Enhance. the thing is we kind of nice. There we go. Incredibly proud <laughs> to have voiced Mario and Luigi in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Thanks to Nintendo for inviting me into the Flower Kingdom. And of course, a couple headlines came out a few days ago about uh, a story we talked about last week where Mario Wonder demos are now out and available in many retail locations. That demo was since data mined, and we did find out a lot of the new vocal talent behind the Mushroom Kingdom and Flower Kingdom denizens, and of course, Kevin's name was among there. We didn't find out until today, officially, this is a little bit of breaking news, we only found out just a couple hours ago, uh, he did confirm that he is the man behind the Plumbers 2 from now on. Well, we say for just for Mario Wonder, we assume moving forward, but... We shall see. Regardless, there he is, your brand new voice, Mario Luigi. And IGN also reported he is also voicing the the Wonder Flower as well. Right. Possibly a couple other vo- uh, voices in there. But uh, at the very least, he is the one to pick up the torch that Charles Martinet passed off. Yeah, this is interesting for a few reasons. First of all, um, Kevin Afghani, which I'm actually just kind of let me just get go to his Twitter page real quick. Where is it? Was he at? To over 10k 10, now. Ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, almost 11k. So like when before he tweeted this out, when I first followed him, he had like 800 followers, and like now he's got over 10,000. I mean, it just goes to show the power of these of this iconic you know, duo and, and this iconic property, the power uh, that it has and like kind of everybody, I, it is nice to see the vast majority of people kind of rallying behind him and saying, Hey, yeah. we hope that you're the voice of Mario for years to come, you know, like you're doing a great job, blah, 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 like kind of welcoming him in. Um, that has been nice to see. Cause to be honest, I was worried that people were going to be a lot more mean spirited. I was too. Like but that Charles does not Martin seem to be is- the case. 
Charles Martinet's so beloved, and people took it kind of hard when uh, right. uh, when he officially left the role, and especially with Nintendo's stance of not seeming to not want to present the new voice of Mario and Luigi, which is still weird to me because Mario is the flagship character of one of the biggest video game companies on the planet, one of the most recognizable characters in the history of fiction. Why wouldn't such a momentous occasion, such a momentous passing of the torch, be something that Nintendo more outwardly celebrated with sure. the person taking up the mantle? And I just I thought that was weird because we knew exactly this was going to happen. We knew we were going to find out in the most unceremonious way while Nintendo was gearing up for arguably their biggest release of the year. If not their biggest release, certainly near to on par with Tears of the Kingdom. Right. But again, I mean, we knew we were going to find out about this. Feels a little anticlimactic the way we found out. But regardless, we have the information now. And I was also really, uh, I, I my heart grew three sizes today when I did see that the replies to the tweet were mostly filled with positive messages and welcoming messages. I felt kind of good to be a Nintendo fan today when I saw all of that heartwarming heartwarming, welcoming uh, messaging for him. So, and I mean, the guy's going to be money, I think, in the role, which is is an in-joke that not a lot of people are going to get. His last name, Afghani, is actually the currency used in Afghanistan. Oh, so sure. His, okay. His, his, his last name literally means money in Afghan. So. Nice. Uh, <laughs> okay. Nice. But I can Congratulations, Kevin. Yeah, big congrats. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge role. And uh, look, he, based on everything we've heard so far, the game comes out now in one week as one we sit week here tonight. One week from today. Um, <sighs> be careful out there. PSA, like, copies of both this and Sonic Superstars have been out in the wild. Spider-Man 2 also. Like, the games that are coming out over the night, they've been floating around. So be careful out there. Don't get spoiled uh, if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, and, uh, yeah, like we don't have long to wait to, to hear like the sort of full breadth of, uh, his take on Mario and Luigi it has not been confirmed if like Charles Martinet, he's also going to be voicing Wario in WarioWare move it. That's going to be really interesting. Um, and it's also like, you know, like it's very deliberate language here in the tweet. Like he's only talking about Mario Wonder. He's only talking about the Flower Kingdom. He's not saying like, hey, I'm going to be Mario and Luigi from now on, even though he probably is like, you know, this felt like a very I saw some people say like, oh, he did this without Nintendo's permission. No, he absolutely got Nintendo's clearance to make a tweet like that. And I think it was in response to the the data mines, because like what had happened was people were harassing some of the other potential voice actors to find out if it was them DMing them, sending blind emails, whatever the case may be. And they had to be like, yo, like chill out, <laughs> you know? And so I think Nintendo just wanted to assuage some of that. And I think at a certain point they were just like, eh, like, let's just go ahead and, you know, and stop putting the cart in front of the horse here. You know, it's too bad. We couldn't have seen that potential outcome coming from a million miles away. Mm. But, uh, but I mean, again, regardless, congratulations on the role. And of course, he was never going to hint at any potential future projects. And it could, honestly, it could be a case of Nintendo waiting to see how he's received. If, if his vocal performance winds up being a major criticism of the game, Nintendo may opt to uh, to shift gears because 
if if your new voice isn't resonating, if the new person behind the plumbers isn't resonating with fans, then it's not somebody you may want to keep in the role for an extended period of time. Now, I have full faith in Nintendo to recast a role of this magnitude. And based on what we've heard already from Super Mario Wonder, it sounds like he has, it sounds like he understood the assignment. Uh, but yeah. I'm excited again, excited to see the full breadth of his performance when Mario Wonder releases now in just seven days. Yeah, and and I'll I'll say too, you know, it it is encouraging to me um, to to see like Nintendo's tact here in terms of like some, I've said this before on on this show, like this is a passing of the torch. This is a new, young, fresh era of Mario. They could have had Charles Martinet do this role until the day he died, frankly. And Charles Martinet would have been happy to. He said as much. But he doesn't have to because it's time. Like, we have this new, refresh take on Mario and this new era of Nintendo, even, post-Switch. So why not take a new, young, fresh approach to the voices? And, like, it doesn't get... I mean, you look at this dude's IMDb. He's got, like four or five things on there. His yeah. biggest role so far has been, he was Raditz in Dragon Ball R&R. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was this character, Arnold, I think the name is, in Genshin Impact. In Genshin Impact, yeah. And those were his two biggest roles prior to this. So he's, you know, kind of like an up and coming voice actor. And now he's Mario and Luigi, <laughs> you know? So really cool. Really cool. Big congrats. Then- Huge break. Yeah. And if it is something to where he winds up becoming the new standard, that like that's that's not a role that Nintendo goes back to once every three or four years. Like that'll right. be something where he more than likely has multiple contracts, multiple projects with Nintendo every year performing those roles, the same way Charles Martinet did. So again, super, super excited. This could be the beginning of a brand new era for the plumber. And I, for one, I'm excited. All the love in the world for Charles Martinet, of course. He's an absolute legend and will always be. But always fun, always exciting to see a uh, to see the hot young gun come in and uh, show what he can do. It feels like uh, like like the like the white smoke is rising from the Vatican. The new pope has been chosen. <laughs> like only like only the he's only the second person to ever voice these characters, you know, and the um, first which is since crazy. 1994. So yeah, big yeah. deal, big deal, big but, deal. Uh, well, um, Eric, we'd love to hear what you guys deal. think about it too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, another big deal, Eric is. Uh, Splatoon 3 finally, finally. getting Splatoween. <laughs> finally. I honestly didn't know if it was coming at this point. They waited a long time to announce Splatoween. This Too is the, long. This is the latest in the calendar year that they've announced it, hasn't it? I mean, probably, but also, like, Splatoon 3 has not had a Splatoween yet, and I was kind like... I was kind of hoping for one uh, last year and we never got one. And then finally, you know, I've always loved Splatoween, not only because Spooky Season is great, but I I love like the topics of it. I love that we typically get costumes and stuff, which is happening again here. But yes, uh, there's a creepy feeling and a chill in the air. Splatoween is coming, says Nintendo on Twitter. The question, which would be the best friend, a zombie, a skeleton or a ghost? Pick your team, then join Turf War Battles Online to support them. This Splatoon 3 in-game event kicks off October 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific. So this is the question posed, which would be the best friend? 
zombie skeleton or ghost. You know where you're going yet with this? Well, I can't help but notice that uh, something that we're doing for spook, uh, Spooky Season this year happens to mirror Splatterween just a little bit. So uh, last week, of course, on the main show, we did our countdown of the top five ghosts. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen already, this week we're doing the top five skeletons and mayhaps we may have plans in the near future to finish out the trifecta here. And by the uh, way, we already had those plans we did, in place yeah. before uh, this. Yes. <laughs> so I did think that that was really crazy and almost like, like is the HQ bugged? Is the all yeah. HQ bugged? But it was serendipitous, man. It was, it was, it was really crazy. It's weird how things like that work out with our, with our show yeah. so frequently. But I don't know, maybe it's my proclivity for spooky season, but I genuinely think this is a fun question. And it is. I like that they're not just like, you know, which of these would you pick in general? Right. It's actually a, a fairly interesting question. And for this, I have given it probably more thought than it does deserve since they announced <laughs> it earlier this morning. But I've honestly, just based on the 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 tail of the tape just based on the question presented to me i feel like i've right. got to go with ghost okay. i really do because especially with the caveat of if the ghost can impact the tangible world okay uh because just the the potential there the potential for like how they could help you as a friend, practical jokes you could play on people, which I mean, if you have a ghost as a friend would absolutely be something you would want to do constantly. Uh, but yeah. the capabilities, the mobility capabilities, the intangibility capabilities, and just a whole bunch of different things. You look at a zombie, this shambling, rotting corpse that's falling apart. You feel like you would, that, that seems like an incredibly high maintenance friend. To have. Okay. Uh, and then skeleton, I, I could kind of go either way on it, but I really feel like I just feel like a ghost would be the best possible friend. What okay. about you? Eric's like, I've already got one shambling dead falling apart friend. I don't need another one. <laughs> I've got a, I've got one. He's called my co-host. Uh, yeah, I'm going ghost. I think with this, uh, not Danny Phantom going ghost, but I, I do think I'm going ghost nice. with this. Um, my, I, I texted my wife cause my, my wife and I always play the splat fest together. And, um, I, uh, I, I asked her like, you know, what, what are you kind of feeling here? And she's like, I either ghost or skeleton. And I was like, well, I was already kind of thinking ghost. So I think we're going to do team ghost on this. Um, and, and this was great too. Hey, Sam's here in the chat. Look at the time quarter past time to go all in. Uh, that's right. I like that. What's up, Sam. Good to see you, my friend. Um, yeah, I and this is another thing that I was kind of hoping that they were going to do here because for Splatoween they typically do give out like exclusive gear. Yes. Um, so they they put up this follow up tweet and coming soon you'll be able to claim four unique pieces of Splatoween headgear via the Splatoon three channel in news on your Nintendo Switch system. Stay tuned. So this yes. is actually something that they have done a few times in the past. So if you don't pay attention to the sort of news section of your switch, which I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, it's that little app on the bottom of yeah. the screen at the far left, right next to the Nintendo switch online app. Uh, right. So very often they will have sp Splatoon, spl uh, Splatoon specifically will have updates where you can launch the game directly from those news articles. 
and they'll have the content directly attached to that. Yeah. And they've done this with Zelda as well. So like pop in there every now and then and, and, and see what's going on. So this is going to be how they distribute these. We've got four pieces of headgear here, the undead head, which is this like kind of mummified, you know, head with a little bit of kelp sticking out. It's a nice touch. Uh, we've got a sort of Cthulhu kind of head, the swim reaper, which is a, which is a great, uh, a great name. We've got the plankton walker sort of pirate headgear. And then we've got the bleak beak, the sort of, uh, you know, plague plague doctor mask. Yeah. Dude, that plague mask is amazing. It's sick. I love that so, so much. And here we just see them. They've just shown them off uh, as individual pieces of headgear. They haven't announced any accompanying costumes or any other pieces of gear that you can make like a full costume for your your preferred Octoling Inkling. But uh, I've already got a couple ideas specifically with that plague mask, but I'm sure there's a lot of stuff you could do with the, uh, the pirate headgear, which for those listening to the, the podcast version of this does come with the, the tri corner pirate hat and the eye patch both, yep. which is really cool. Um, so uh, I, I mean, it's spooky season. It's Splatoween. I'm glad they finally, uh, finally included this. I, uh, I know it seems like the first world problem, but I do wish they had gone a little bit further. I do wish we had gotten like full costumes and there's so much potential that. Sure. I don't know. I do hope we get more in the future because I would absolutely rock like a, a creature from the Black Lagoon costume. Come on. I mean, Come yeah. On. There's always there's always potential, right? But you know, uh, you know what though? Who is in full costume, Eric? Mm. Deep cut. That's they're in so, full costume, man, baby. That okay? So <laughs> yeah, deep cut also is getting into the spirit, and yeah, Fry and Shiver this. look good. But yes, Big Man is wearing a straight up ghost sheet, a bed oh, sheet. <laughs> it's that's like stitched together. But it, oh my God, it looks amazing. It's wonderful. The face of the bedsheet looks like a carved jack-o'-lantern. But other than that, it's your typical, uh, you know, dollar store ghost costume. Dude, he had to carve holes. He had to carve holes for his gills. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. I love, I mean, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Shiver and Fry look cool. Yeah, like, Shiver, you know, I, I really like Shiver's vampire black yeah. and red kind of succubus look. I dig mm-hmm. that. And then it looks like Fry is going for some type of Middle Eastern belly dancer motif yeah. or something. And that looks okay. But yeah, Big Man just knocked it out of the park. Oh, man. I just, I, I love it so much. And it really just goes to show, like, you can put all the, the time and effort you want into a great Halloween costume, but nothing beats a bed sheet. You just can't beat it i uh i just i love it very much i i have not been this excited for a splat fest in some time i'll be honest with you and i mean it it's got to be like big man has to be team ghost at that point with yeah. that costume yeah yeah it'll so, be it'll be like shiver as zombie uh fry as skeleton and big man as ghost yeah so just another reason for me to to go team ghost this time because big man like Big man's got to win one. He's, I think he is. Uh, I can't remember if he's like, he's either not won any, or maybe he's won like once. It's very, very low. 
yeah. uh, unfortunately. Shiver has won the overwhelming majority yeah. of Splatfests. Yeah. Yeah. We got to stop her icy rain. For sure. For sure. Well, uh, we got another little uh, interesting thing. So we mm-hmm. talked last week with uh, with our friend Barry Carenza uh, about the Lego Animal Crossing sets. And we've got some more details on this now. Uh, and it's kind of funny because, like, this was, I guess, leaked. Like, Barry showed us, like, a image of, like, some of this information. Um Turns out it was true. The the pricing model was was right and the release was right. These are coming out March 1st. We've got uh Bunny's outdoor activities set if the website wants to load for 19.99, which has got, you know, Bunny, it's got like a little diorama, little vaulting pole, you know, <laughs> little Pretty tent, good. couple trees, uh yeah. small little waterfall. Yeah, one looks like one of those uh uh, oh man, what's the uh, the ticket that you go with uh, the Dodo Airlines? The little islands yeah. that you can go to? It looks yeah, like one, one of those, those. One of those Dodo Airlines. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, are those what are they r- called? Randomly generated ticket islands that you can go to to gather resources. Looks like a little mini one of those. It looks good. Yeah. And then we got Cap'n's Island Boat Tour here <laughs> as well, which is, this is the one I'm really interested in. For $29.99, you got Cap'n here on his boat. You got my boy Marshall, who is my favorite villager. You got the island, you know, all set up there. Uh, pretty good. And honestly, like, I'm I'm sure that these are going to be, like, quite small. I've already seen people sort of, like, deriding these sets for looking like they're going to be quite small. But for the price... I ain't mad at it. And for somebody who has like limited space, I'm okay with these sets being small, to be honest. Yeah. There's a couple, you got a couple lawn chairs Well, not lawn chairs, a couple, uh, beach chairs, um, some palm trees and nice little, nice little beach area with captain in his boat. I mean, honestly, I'm just, yeah, a little, I'm just happy for a, a captain set, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. So that, Looks awesome. We've got Nook's Cranny and Rosie's House, which is of the course. most expensive yeah. uh, set at $74.99. Yeah. So this is great. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised. I really thought Nook's Cranny was going to be its own set, but no, they're, they have Nook's Cranny and an extra house on top of that. And of course, this one's going to be the one that comes with Tom Nook. Uh, it's right. not going to be Timmy and Tommy. Tom Nook is going to be the one that comes with Nook's cranny. And then of course, Bunny in the extra house. Or, yeah, um, it's uh, Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause, um, you know, you, you know, despite the fact that like new horizons is like the big popular animal crossing game and Tom Nook is in his new horizons outfit here. He's holding a DIY card like he does in new horizons. Like, yeah, you would think the Nooklings, yeah. would would be in here. Um so so that's a little bit strange. And then on top of that, like once we get to uh Isabel's house visit set for uh 39.99 and some people have pointed this out, Isabel's in her new leaf outfit. So also kind of just a little strange, a little weird, but uh this is a cute set too. Isabel's house she's doing a house visit on Fauna. Yep. Uh and yeah, just another cute little like miniature house. I do love how these uh, fruit have the like fruit. clips. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you can shake them off. Like you can take the fruit off. That's pretty good. I love this little, you have a little uh, peg there for a fossil spot, like a dig spot. That's really good. An actual fossil on the ground. And they actually like, have Isabel show like holding a shovel in the yeah. set too. So uh, yeah. 
The details love- are just really great. The the flying present, you know, the little smokestack coming out of the chimney. Uh, <laughs> the the details are just like fantastic. Again, like is this going to you know most likely wind up being a smaller you know sort of line? Yeah, but like. The the amount of detail is is really uh, unprecedented. And then the final thing we have here is Julian's birthday party at just fourteen ninety nine. Uh, you get Julian, who's a newer character, um, but it's a whole birthday bash, man. Like it's got like a cherry blossom tree, got yep. streamers, balloons, cakes. So yeah, and then the blue cool. unicorn himself. Yeah, and then Julian there, uh, <laughs> really cool. And he wears his birthday hat on his horn. Pretty good. I mean, it's pretty good. And again, these are shockingly inexpensive for, you know, for, for being Lego. These are very inexpensive. I mean, you can get the whole, the entire thing if you wanted to for less than $200, which is, you know, for, for anybody who, who doesn't know or who doesn't keep up with Lego, Lego yeah. is pricey. It ain't yeah. cheap. Yeah, those so. are expensive. Obviously, the big one is going to be that Nook's Cranny and Rosie's yeah. House set. Um, and, I mean, regardless, the Nook's Cranny set was probably always going to be the most expensive regardless. But they absolutely knew what they were doing. You've oh, got yeah. Isabel. You've got Tom Nook. You've got Nook's Cranny. And if these sell well, I got to imagine that the town hall, I've got to imagine the museum will be coming in short order and Tortimer and, you know, all the other famous NPCs. Uh, So if you guys are excited, uh, they're coming this coming March, March 21st, 2024, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I, you know, like Animal Crossing, I think makes way more sense for Lego than a lot of other Nintendo IP. It's non-violent. Yeah. It's same vibes, but like it's non-violent, so you don't have to like there there isn't like a weird like sort of juxtaposition between like if you you know, if you make a Zelda set, if you make a Metroid set or whatever, then you have to have enemies and weapons and things like this. With Animal Crossing, you just worry about the environments and the characters. And um I don't know. I, I I'm really, really into it. Can't wait. Excited. Well, I um, mean Animal Crossing is literally about building your perfect island one grid square at a time. I mean, the parallels to Lego are are pretty, like, almost on the nose a little bit. So this this collaboration just made way too much sense, frankly. Yeah, it's true. Well, Eric, are you ready for a weird one? Ready for a weird one here? I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. Let's do it. (laughs) Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle Chomp Champs, I believe, is the full title of this. This uh, was revealed uh, the day that they took uh, Pac-Man 99 offline. So very clearly being like, hey, yeah, I know we're getting rid of Pac-Man 99, but don't worry, this is coming. Um, This is kind of a a Battle Royale Pac-Man game that apparently was like on Stadia previously, and uh, and now it's like being brought into it. They're they're kind of expanding it, making its own thing, and uh, and making like a, a full release out of it. So you're into yeah. this? It does look interesting, and obviously uh, Bandai Namco has been like they've been putting a lot of work into Pac-Man over the past couple right. of years. We got Pac-Man World Remastered. We got that, in my opinion, really underrated Pac-Man Museum Plus collection. We did I have Pac-Man. We did have the Pac-Man 99 Battle Royale, and now we're getting a yet another Pac-Man Battle Royale. This one's going to be much more 
PVP, you can actually, where they're showing off the customization options in the video right now, but you can, uh, as the, the trailer says, chomp other Pac-Man in addition to the ghosts. It gives me a lot of, it actually reminds me quite a bit of the Bomberman 64 uh, Battle Royale mode. So I'll be interested sure. to check this out. I don't know what the pricing model is going to be for this, but it is worth noting that most of the Battle Royale games currently available on the Nintendo Switch are free-to-play games. Right. So I would imagine this is going to follow that same model, but we don't have official word yet. And But if it is a, another free-to-play game, that's certainly uh, that's certainly enough for me to jump in and try a few battles at least. But I, Pac-Man's an icon. It's a classic. Really weird, though, that they felt they had to delete Pac-Man 99 for this one because it is a very different take on the battle royale format for pack sure and i do think that both games could have existed concurrently with each other so um but i mean regardless it's here check out the trailer if you want and let us know if you're interested yeah, I think it's um I think it's a couple things. I think they first of all, I don't know how many people were still playing Pac-Man 99. That's I don't fair. know how like how how big of an audience it had anyway, so why not, you know, focus your your energy on this, but um you know, this just from having these like customiz th- this honestly, I look at the and it doesn't really do much for me the idea of like dressing up my Pac-Man. I don't really care about that. I just want to play Pac-Man. Um so I don't know that I will engage with that kind of stuff. I also think it's a little bit weird to have Pac-Man eating other Pac-Men. It's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> Pac cannibalism. Know, a little weird. It's a little weird, but uh, I don't know. I if it is free to play, I'm willing to give it a chance. Um, I'm always, you know, anytime Pac-Man tries something new, I'm I am happy that in 2023 Pac-Man is still around at all and yeah. and trying new things because uh, I do love Pac-Man. It's like you know, Miss Pac-Man is one of my favorite games of all time. Yep. Um, but like you know, I I it, it does my heart good to see that they're doing this, but I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it, and I probably won't until uh, I get my hands on it in early 2024. There's no hard date beyond early 2024, but it is a thing. This is your Pac-Man 99 replacement. That is, again, Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle Chomp Champs. (laughs) Well, speaking of Bomberman 64, one of the things uh, that Bandai Namco should absolutely take advantage of is the fact that Pac-Man's not the only franchise that they have access to that they own the IP for. And if you're going to have customization options in the game already, they showed off a couple kind of, you know, generic looking ones. You can get like a unicorn horn and party glasses, a mohawk and some other, frankly, Fortnite-esque character customization options. Very. But yeah. But that I if they jumped in and they started adding a lot of uh, cross collaboration stuff and other like Galaga style or uh, other Bandai Namco uh, style and other Bandai Namco uh, collaboration yeah. customization options. That would probably, you know, reel me in a little bit quicker because I alluded to Bomberman 64. One of the things I loved about Bomberman, uh, Super Bomberman R, and something they followed along with in the new recent release is there are Bomberman. That, have, that represent a ton of different franchises from 
Hudson Soft and from, you know, uh, Konami. So you've got Solid Snake Bomberman. You've got Silent Hill Bomberman. You've got a Goemon Bomberman. And Goemon Bomberman is actually legit. He looks amazing. And that added a ton of fun for me to both of those games. So maybe they can have, you know, a Galaga uh, Pac-Man model or something. Or, again, just something to think about Bandai Namco. I think there's a lot of potential there. Let's get the Elden Ring collaboration with uh, Bro. Pac-Man Chomp Champs. I'm just, Let's you know, that. I didn't want to say it explicitly, but yes, Bandai Namco, as we know, did have a hand in Smash Brothers. They were also the ones behind uh, Pokemon Tournament. So, you know, that's that's kind of where my mind was going, but I didn't I didn't know if I should explicitly say that out loud. But at the very least, we do need a Heihachi Mishima Pac-Man. That'd be, that'd be good. I'd be here for that. Well, uh, look at look forward to that early 2024. Something else that's coming on early 20, uh, 2024, Eric, is Princess Peach Showtime, which uh, had a weird little story as people took notice that the key art for this game was updated. This is the original key art that I'm showing on screen right now. It was updated to this. Uh, very much, you know, updating primarily Kung Fu Peach here on the yeah. key art and Peach in the dead center of the key art. Yeah. Very much more in line with her Mario movie appearance. Uh, kind of looks like it's taking that point of order versus the more traditional, um, you know, sort of take on Peach. This Peach is looking a little more angry. Yes. You know, has, yeah, has the furrowed brows. Kung Fu Peach looks a little bit more intense. I'm here for it. I think most people, if this hadn't been so blatantly brought to a lot of people's attention, I don't know how many people would have ever noticed this, frankly, because most people have to put them side by side and scrutinize the pictures to even see a difference. But yes, that's where most of it comes in is from the Kung Fu Peach's more intense expression. And I don't want to say the new... Center Peach, the new core Peach, looks slimmer, but I would say that she does look more in line with her Mario movie counterpart. So definitely, yeah, it's it's a lot more angular. Like it's it's a lot yeah. more because I you've think got, that's the best word for it. Yeah, you've got her hair kind of like pointing center. You got the eyebrows slanted center. I mean, so you know the face as a result of that ends up looking slimmer too. Um, but yeah, like she's got a little more like attitude. She's got the, the biggest thing for me is like, you, you look at this kind of more traditional take on peach and it always looks like, like the, the way this peach has always looked to me is like, she's got like a ring light shining in her face. Like there's no like shadow coming off of like her nose. Like she looks a little porcelain doll, you know? Um, so I really like, this like this to me looks like a person <laughs> you know um and i love the expression that kung fu peach is making like i i love that can i enhance that can i just zoom in on this <laughs> i don't know if i can or not yeah it doesn't look like i can but uh it's like i i love that like kind of almost goofy angry you know expression that that she has on her face um it's well good. you've You've made the argument that Mario Wonder feels like it's going to like really rein in a new generation and the path forward for the plumber. We have a brand new voice. It feels like a brand new game. And you've 
you know, you've already made the argument that Nintendo seems to be kind of taking this new generation approach. They've got all these young gun developers there, and this could very well be this new, more modern girl boss uh, take for Peach. And they're, I would say that they did this because they are trying to, you know, not maybe immediately, but they are trying to move away from her more, let's just say, damsel in distressified prior nature. And uh, just like Mario Wonder could be a really solid next step and could be a really solid way forward for the plumber, this could be Peach's 2024 coming out party. This could be a way forward for her and her own franchise that you know actually sticks and not just having her be emotional all the time to have powers. Yeah. I I think that, um, I I think that this goes to show, you know, a couple of things. Cause I, I said this when we talked about the game being revealed at the Nintendo direct, like, uh, this is showtime. This is princess peach showtime. Here it is like time to show up. This is her, her first like big, you know, like, yeah, she had super princess peach, but now this feels like a true moment for Peach. And um, I, I'm very glad that, that it exists. I'm glad that we're kind of like getting to see these different sides of her, because if you look at like the, the sort of, um, you know, uh, what, what's the, the patissier or whatever, Peach. Um, yeah. She like, she still kind of looks more in line with, with, I mean, they didn't even change it at all from the initial no. key art. No, uh, same with sword fighter Peach up there. Uh, still very much looks like that. So it's not like, dramatically changing no. you know the the way that peach looks or anything it's just giving her a little range of emotion and um i don't know i i really like that i'm very excited for the game uh it's certainly it's it's one of my most anticipated of next year yeah. bring it on well you don't always necessarily need to have sweeping changes to generate a different no. feeling in something um but <laughs> maybe this is just the cynic in me uh, one of the things about this game that uh, I'm not necessarily looking forward to, but most looking out for is once this game releases, just seeing how many times in YouTube video thumbnails I see the word woke or beta male or girl boss used in a derogatory way. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how well this game is received, I think. Yeah. We will see, but that is what we got. We do have some notable releases oh, yes. to, to run down before we say goodnight, Eric. What do we got here this week? Uh, a couple things that uh, I'm going to shout out really quickly. Red Dead Redemption was mm -hmm. already released. However, the physical has just now come out as of today, as a matter yep. of fact. So if you are a physical collector like myself, uh, that would definitely be the the version of the game that I would be looking forward to picking up. That is available now. If you're waiting on that, Red Dead Redemption physical for the Nintendo Switch out today. And also something that I somehow missed a couple days ago, there was a brand new free content update out for Windjammers 2 that adds oh, cool. a brand new training mode, multiple new characters, new lobbies, and full crossplay. Wow. So a really, really big new update for Windjammers 2. Again, new play mode, uh, new characters, full cross play. Now, I'm really going to have to jump back into that game very, very soon. It's so good. I have no clue how I missed that. But nice. uh, even aside from that, there's like, there's been so much stuff coming out. And there's a couple big releases this week just beyond that. Uh, I will shout out 
the game on the television behind me, Dementium the Ward. It was announced a couple weeks ago from our friends at Atui that they would be bringing the DS Cult Classic from the handhelds to the Nintendo Switch. Indeed, it did come out, and Seth and I might have a few thoughts about it. Yeah, it's going to be our indie showcase on tomorrow's episode of All In. So stay tuned for that. We're gonna we're gonna you know really dig into it and tell y'all all about it tomorrow on the podcast. Um, and we we've got a video here on the YouTube channel. We might even have our friend Jules from Atui on the show pretty soon to talk a little bit more about it as well. So stay tuned for that. Dimension the Ward available now. Uh, definitely worth checking out. We also finally saw the release of a dwarf. Um, which has been, I feel like, in development for forever. This is like a pixel art dungeon crawler, like tower defense game. Um, that I, I swear, I've seen this game. I feel like it's been in development for like six years, and uh, and it finally came out, kind of out of nowhere. So that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even realize until like I was looking at the the recent releases. I was like, Dwarf finally came out. Okay, you know. So that was a surprise. <laughs> I, that's the thing, man. Again, I Windjammers 2 was one of my favorite games of last year, and I somehow missed this massive content update for that. That's how crazy these release... Like, this is the holiday release schedule now. We are deep into the season of games like Mario Wonder and Sonic Superstars and Spider-Man 2 coming out. So, uh, there's... Like, that's why we're doing this is because we don't want games that you guys might be interested in to fall by the wayside, like the fact that the Company of Heroes collection just released on the Nintendo Switch, one of the most critically acclaimed uh, strategy uh, RPGs, frankly, of all time. I remember when the first Company of Heroes came out on PC and everybody was saying, like, greatest tactical RPG of all time, greatest, uh, you know, RTS of all time. And now we've got the collection available right now on the Nintendo Switch for all of you RTS nuts. Nice. I, I've heard of Company of Heroes, but I've never played any of them. So pretty cool. Pretty cool yeah. to, to have them here. We also got a uh, last one here on my list is River City Rival Showdown, um, which again, another like release in a, you know, longtime franchise, but I had no idea this was a thing. So, and it's out. Like was that the was that like the uh the uh like the carnival games release or was that No, it is apparently a I was I was looking at this. Apparently it's a remake of the original uh, River City Ransom. So, it did not get well reviewed on Steam. Uh I I don't know. I haven't played it. I can't vouch for the quality of it, but it was released on Steam. It is apparently a remake of the original River City Ransom. Uh, available now on Switch for twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. Well, the Kunio Kun series is, of course, an incredibly long running series. River City Girls, River City Girls Two are also available. There's also multiple Kunio Kun collections. So if that's if that's a series that you're interested in, again, that also came out this week. In addition to everything else, although not any like world breaking releases from this week i think a lot of people wanted to stay out of the way of a few of next week's games that are coming out but absolutely still a few worth checking out yeah yeah you gotta wait for next week for the real heavy hitters man 
going to be absolutely insane. But let us know what you guys are playing this weekend. Let us know what you're doing for Friday the 13th. Let us know. Reach out to us on Facebook at All In Podcast, on Twitter at All In Podcast. Also, make sure if you are here watching us now on YouTube to like, subscribe, click the bell, get those notifications, all that good stuff. Don't ever miss one of our amazing videos, one of our awesome pieces of content because we're always making it, Seth, just constantly, all the time. So much so that we even produce a ton of exclusive content for our patrons. That's right. Patreon.com slash all in podcast is the place to be three tiers of support. See what works for you. Get the seven day free trial to the golden banana tier. Check it out for yourself. Throw a few bones our way for our hard work. We appreciate it. You can also throw some bones our way by picking up some merch at bit.ly slash all in merch. We got shirts. We've got mugs like this one with, that's got our faces on it. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and we've also got stickers over there too. That also have our faces on it. Um, that's true. and then, we so we've got we've got that going on. If you don't have any bones to throw our way, that's okay too. Uh, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, and all that's really appreciated. If you're listening on a podcast feed uh, that supports reviews, go ahead and drop us a review. Very appreciated as well. Uh, quick, easy, free. Thanks so much for doing it. Yeah, and absolutely don't forget to join our amazing Discord community. So many mm-hmm. amazing people out there, uh, and you get to you know you honestly help influence our show so many games that we found out about because of our discord community a ton of stuff and i may be reaching out to our discord community very soon to help me with an episode that is upcoming specifically why i bring this up but for everybody who has picked up a piece of our merch at bit.ly slash all in merch to everybody who has dropped words on whatever podcasting or content creation service that you follow us on to all of you legendary patrons out there and to everybody who has just even shared our content somewhere across this vast internet of ours to all of you. I would like to give you this time a spooky namaste. (laughs) Namaste everybody. That's been the week in news. Really appreciate y'all for coming out. Sam was here. Adam was here. Uh, new chatter. Jordan Ferrandez was here as well. So big thanks to everybody who, who came out and hung out in the chat. Uh, appreciate y'all. There is of course, uh, links in the description to everything that we just talked about. Um, especially to the podcast, which, uh, which drops tomorrow, uh, as it does every Saturday, we're going to be doing the top five skeletons in Nintendo history an indie showcase on Dimension the Ward and a retrospective discussion on Pokemon uh, X and Y celebrating their 10th anniversary. So it's a good show. Drop in tomorrow on your show. podcast feed. Yeah. And uh, so again, links in the description. We appreciate y'all very much and uh, we'll see you next week. Have Bye-bye. a great Friday the 13th, guys.